The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi. And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KXD-TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho and Wyoming from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGY-TV 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 New York City. If you'd like to know more information of our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street. It's the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959 who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in hospitals and convalescent homes, and should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. This morning, we are blessed with the voices of our men and women of our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn to sing this uplifting song entitled, Precious in His Sight. How comforting to know, TV viewers, that the Lord has a place for each and every one of us in His heart. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. 
Will you come over to the Hallelujah Side TV viewers where Jesus wants to greet you with open arms. We can all lift our hands and voices in praises and thanksgiving unto Him for all He has done in our lives. The talents of our church band will perform this melodious tune entitled, To Cross a River.
learning about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and putting Him first in our life is the greatest foundation for us to build upon. In Hebrews 13 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen as our soloist associate pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. will sing for us his jovial song entitled, Get All Excited. Accompanying him will be associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, associate pastor trustee Edwin Sproul Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and Billy Hahn Jr on the piano. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King, Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. You talk about people, you talk about things that really aren't important at all. You talk about weather, you talk about problems we have here at home and abroad. Friend, I'm excited about a solution for the world. I'm a gonna shout and sing, and it's Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that is king. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings, king of kings. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Jesus Christ is still. The King of Kings. Reach out to Jesus, TV viewers, and leave all your burdens with Him. When faced with tests and trials too much for you to overcome, Jesus can make all things possible to them that believe. In your faintest cry, He will hear your whispers of prayer. Once again, our church choir will sing this comforting song entitled, Rise and Be Healed.
Our instrument is Plohakukaro. Play on her banjo this wonderful song entitled Give Me Oil in My Lamp. Jesus calls us once, twice, thrice, and then no more. The Lord asks us to endure this life until He calls us home to be with Him in paradise. Will you have oil in your lamps, viewers, to keep the fire burning as you wait for the Lord's return, or will you let it go out and miss your opportunity to be called up to meet Him in the air?
Isn't it wonderful to know, viewers, that Jesus can be a source of strength and happiness for us? As we read his words, it teaches us to try to be better individuals to those around us, instill those teachings to our children, be an example for those to see, and continue to grow day by day. Our final group, the Daughters of Judah, will uplift the name of Jesus to the highest in this beautiful and heartwarming song entitled, Where No One Stands. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Mr. and Mrs. Rick and Melanie Bath on Hilo Hawaii. May Jesus pour out bountiful blessing upon both of you, pressed down and overflowing. Have a fantastic Sunday.
Shalom and good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sprode Sr. And at this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro California and Yuma Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada, Idaho and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kaunakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitino in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lena K. Waasano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogapik, Hawaiian, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, I return you to Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Melvin? Thank you, Edwin. One of the reasons I truly feel blessed is that I have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you. Our TV congregation, through these weekly telecasts, man's human instincts cause him to embrace sin and shun the Lord's sacrifice and call everlasting life through his salvation. It is my sincerest desire that you will not fail to heed the Lord's commandment to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I pray that as a result of the gospel message you will hear today entitled King of Kings and Lord of Lords, 
you will move a step closer to Jesus. Remember, He is just a prayer way. But in the process, much faith and patience may be required of you in return. Will you have the perseverance to endure to the end? The Lord's path is always the straight and narrow. And for many, it can appear to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. But take it on the good authority that the easy downhill path will lead you directly into condemnation. It certainly would be an irreversible and distasteful fate for anyone to hear the Lord say at judgment, I know you not. Don't enter into my rest. Therefore, may today's sermon encourage you to take matters into your own hands if you haven't already done so and work on your salvation immediately. It is the purpose of God to set up a kingdom on this earth. A question naturally arises, who is to be king and lord of lords? George Frederick Handel, one of the greatest composers of the 1700s, composed the opera Messiah in the year 1741. In it was a portion entitled Hallelujah Chorus, a musical piece today which upon hearing it still arouses deep feelings of Christian allegiance. In it, Handel vividly describes the sovereignty and majesty of the Lord God Almighty and ends with a magnificent crescendo proclaiming, He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As we turn to our Bibles this morning, we will find how Jesus was from the beginning and how, too, the plan of salvation was put into motion. Most assuredly, we must also remember that everything is done accordingly to His timetable in order to prove as well as to serve its intended purpose, to show that God's promises are true. The first prophetic picture we have of the promises concerning Christ is found in the book of Genesis. <clears throat> we read in Genesis 3, verses 14 and 15, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and thy woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Notice the word says, her seed, and not his seed. Thus, it refers to some future descendant of the woman who would be victorious over the servant, serpent, meaning the devil or Satan, the deceiver of the world. Thus, this is the subject of my sermon. Immediately following the downfall of man, because of disobedience, God made provisions to the seed of the woman, Eve, that through obedience, mankind would be able to regain the image of God. You may be asking yourself, viewers, why did then God make man so that he could sin? Only in the Lord are we able to experience freedom in its entirety. It's a wonderful gift of God. However, 
man has chosen instead to use it to disobey God and willfully indulge in sin. Here in the opening passage of the Bible, we find the beginning of a royal prodigy, which was imposed upon mankind for his personal benefit so that he could enjoy the endless blessings of eternity. Time and again, during the course of his ministry, Jesus reaffirmed this. For example, a conversation between Jesus and Philip can be read in John chapter 14, verses 8 and verses 9. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me had seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? You see, viewers, even the disciples did not fully understand the mysteries of godliness, which will be revealed to them after they received the Holy Ghost. We continue in reading 11, 12. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily I say unto you, Philip, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall be do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Jesus stressed faith, as well as the forsaking of the former life and his vain traditions, and urged all to come and follow him, in whom the fullness of the law dwelled. Philip did a wonderful thing after he was instructed by the Lord. He believed because of his fidelity, Philip's ministry bears record that he was able to do just as the Lord said he would do. By calling men to repentance, God confirmed his word with signs and wonders and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Philip was an optimist and obeyed every solicitation of the Spirit. The Lord told him go to go to Gaza, and he went. There he met a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, and who had charge of the queen's treasury. He was returning to Jerusalem and was sitting in the chariot reading the book of Isaiah. The following account is found in Acts chapter 8, verses 29 to 31 and 35. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, Understand it, thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. What was the eunuch reading and what was his confusion about? Well, he was reading the 53rd chapter of Isaiah and Philip explained to him that the Lord Jesus Christ who died and rose again and had ascended to heaven was the Messiah whom Isaiah dramatically describes centuries before. As he rode along, I'm sure Philip expounded the gospel of the kingdom of God 
that a person must be born again of water and of the Spirit, according to John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water means to be baptized by immersion and in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit means to speak in tongues or an unknown language, a language not common to man, as described in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yes, baptism is very essential to salvation. Jesus himself was baptized in the River Jordan that he might fulfill all righteousness. If Jesus was baptized and set the example for salvation, we should be baptized as well. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Let us return to the setting with Philip and the eunuch and read in Acts chapter 8, verses 36 to 38. As they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariots to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. The eunuch left on his way rejoicing, knowing that he had obeyed and fulfilled God's commandments. He fully realized there was salvation in no other name as affirmed in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none under name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The eunuch in his quest for righteousness was relieved to know that he had fulfilled what was required of him to enter into the kingdom of God. Let us continue on this walk through this divine lineage by reading Genesis chapter 9, verse 26, where we find that God said, after the great flood, it reads, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. The promised seed of the woman was to come to the line of Shem, and Christ, after the flesh, descended from Shem. Consider carefully why Shem and not the others. It is because Shem devoted himself to God wholly and preserved the knowledge of the true God. Here, too, the prophecy spoken by Noah speaks of the eminent spiritual blessing to follow, which was none other than the Messiah, stemming from the line of Shem. To verify this, let us read Romans chapter 9, verses 3 to 5. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, 
who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. In earnest sincerity, the Apostle Paul expressed his sorrow for Israel, who rejected the Lord. He reminded the people of the agreements previously made between the forefathers and God in order to perpetuate his words throughout the ages, and so that his name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Bear also in mind that Jacob, who had 12 sons, was included in this promise. God chose neither Reuben, the firstborn, who by tradition was set apart to lead the family in the ways of God, nor Joseph, the son who was favored the most. Instead, it was Judah, the fourth son, who was elected to fulfill the prophecy. Let us read Genesis chapter 49, 8 to 10. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is the lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, as, as an old lion who shall rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, meaning Christ's first advent. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Here we find the word scepter, which is indicated kingly power, and the word Shiloh, a name for the Messiah or Christ, the anointed. In the passages, the lineage should come, the Messiah was highlighted. Thus, Jacob's prophecy and designation of the 12 tribes are most significant in Christian history. As recorded, the tribe of Judah proved to be worthy of its calling and excelled greatly, even rising above its temporary faults and thereafter continued on as a conqueror of all rivals. Judah reigned supreme as the true Prince of Peace. Jesus stated in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It is within this chosen line, Judah, where the promise is perpetuated in King David, who was known in the scriptures as a man after God's own heart. I am almost certain that for this reason was the promise made of the Messiah descending to the seed of David. We read on the important disclosure of the prophet Nathan made to David in 2 Samuel 7:16, And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. This promise God later confirmed with an oath. We now read in Psalm 89, 3 to 4, 35 to 37, which read, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. Once have I sworn by my holiness, I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. 
many years later, after the death of David, during a time when Israel had lapsed into idolatry, this covenant, which was irrevocable and unconditional, was reaffirmed to Israel to the prophet Jeremiah. Still, it is important to know that although God promised David that his descendants would sit upon his throne, the promise did not literally mean that there would be an unbroken line of David's successors on his throne. Rather, Jeremiah prophesied that God would raise up a king in the future to sit on the throne of David. We read in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 6, Behold, the days come, and say the Lord, that I will raise up unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Let us compare this prophecy with the words written in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, which states, And they shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Note the word branch in both prophecies, and what the last few words of Isaiah prophecy express the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. In addition, let us recall Luke's description of the child Jesus as found in Luke chapter 2, verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Because of the similarities in the scriptures, it is obvious as to whom the prophet was referring to. These characteristics, which are distinctive of his perfect fullness, came forth from the throne of God, let us read Revelations chapter 1, verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. The scripture did not refer to seven individual Holy Spirits that would be contrary to God's doctrine of there is only one Lord, one God, and Father of us all. Instead, it refers to the Holy Spirit which is His Holy Spirit, from whom comes the resources to service the kingdom. Similar to the spiritual gifts, these attributes come from the self-same Spirit, thusly magnifying God. Truly, a perfect detailed plan has been laid out by the Lord. After all, a kingdom is a reflection of its king. Let's observe Solomon, who loved the Lord and walked in the statue set forth by God. He asked the Lord for an understanding heart. This unselfish request pleased God in that Solomon did not ask for riches, long life, or the lives of his enemies, but for understanding to discern judgment. God granted Solomon's request, and his wisdom to rule his kingdom was much acclaimed. However, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 42, the apostle wrote, The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Most assuredly, all the prophecies were confirmed in the very life of Christ. For he was not only the Son of God, but in reality, he was the express image of God himself. He was the almighty God in the flesh. Jesus tells us in John 10:30, I and my Father are one. Isn't it wonderful to be assured that the Lord Jesus Christ the Almighty God will be standing in the midst of the new Jerusalem with open arms, ready to receive His people. Our King Jesus 
was not only to come from the heritage so clearly marked in the scriptures of the Old Testament, but was also to be divine parentage. God revealed this to the prophet Isaiah, as you read in Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us in the person of Jesus Christ. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 9, verses 6 to 7, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The key which unlocks this passage is found in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 33. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, that art highly, highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when he saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. That this child was not to be the result of Joseph's marriage to Mary is proven by the very fact that when Joseph learned that Mary was a child, conceived not of him, he was reminded to put her away privately, but was told not to do so by the angel Gabriel. We read in Matthew 1, 18 to 21, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her of the Holy, is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Please note the word says, from their sins and not in their sins. The word Jesus is the Greek counterpart of the Hebrew term Jehoshua, which means savior. This is confirmed by the words of Gabriel to Mary herself. Hence today, the only living man who can claim an unbroken genealogy directly from King David to the man Christ Jesus. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Would you like to know more about our, God, our Word and the church and review the telecast presentations in its entirety? Please visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you in the hollow of His hands. And now, to conclude our telecast for this morning, our church band will play a song entitled, Hold the Fort.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.